Hello and welcome to the Silver Linings Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Stevens, back again for another episode today, where we sit down with a good friend of mine, Becky Church, who has a story, honestly, unlike anything else you will hear. Um, She'll break down what exactly happened and what makes that so unique, Um, but she really taught me a lot of unique lessons about just an unfortunate set of circumstances and things, but um, she's maintained such a positive attitude throughout it. She was actually recommended by several people to do this, and luckily I knew Becky before, and that made it easy to um, get time with her and be able to do this. So I think this is a episode a lot of people will be able to really enjoy and appreciate. So without further ado, here is my sit-down conversation with Becky Church. Okay, everybody, we are here live with Becky Church, who is the next guest of our podcast. Becky, thanks for coming on and doing this podcast with us. Um, pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So, Becky, um, you've got a very inter- interesting story, um, unlike, I think, anything else I've ever heard that honestly feels like something you'd read out of a novel. But I want to let you intru- introduce this for everybody and give us the quick um, bullet points on what it is that happened to you. So the same three questions I'd like to ask everybody. Who are you? What do you do? And what happened to you? Okay, I'm Becky Church, as you said. Um, I, I'm an executive assistant for a healthcare company. Um, and August of 2016, I was in a head-on collision with um, bank robbers on a high-speed chase running from the police. Wow. So that's not made <laughs> up. version. No. High-speed chase from bank robbers. Sounds like James Bond movie. Exactly, yeah. With, with the outcome that you don't ever see in a James Bond movie, exactly. unfortunately, I think. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to get into that to dealing with now, as a result of that, what you've gone through a little bit and the challenges you've faced as a result. But um, let's walk all the way back like, and, and to get to that point. What, where, what were you doing that day and what was going on? Can you describe like to set up that situation <laughs> that day? Um, it was just like any other day. It was a Friday. I had finished my work day. It was probably around 5.45-ish at night. Had I was driving to go pick up my dog from a daycare center I had him at that day. And I remember turning a corner, and that's that's all I got mm-hmm. of that day. And then waking up in the hospital that night, late that night with my brother by my side. So everything that I was told yeah. had happened. Um, so you found out all, all these details we're going to get into. This is none, I have, none I have of your no recollection. recollection. None this whatsoever. This is just the, the, the type of story where you're in an accident, you wake up, and you're like, what? How yep. did I get here? <laughs> yep. Yeah, woke up in the hospital bed, neck brace, kind of just all strapped down, couldn't move, you know. Um, so I guess what had happened, I mean, from starting off uh-huh. with the bank robbers, um, these two men had robbed a bank a little a few miles south of where I was. Um, they got in the getaway car, drove off, um, ended up ditching the car, ran on foot. The driver got caught right away, but the guy that had gone in, and actually robbed the bank with the gun, he had run to a friend's house or something, you know, mm-hmm. and that had no idea what was going on and just made up some, you know, I have an emergency, you need to borrow your car, took that guy's car and sped off in that car. And that car happened to be a suburban, large automobile uh-huh. that <laughs> came into oncoming traffic. I mean, he was going, I was told he was going upwards of 90 miles an hour. I don't like know. Reg- regular streets, not well. Yeah, this was a... kind of a main. This was kind of main main road. Okay. Um, but I was told that he was going that speed and came into oncoming traffic, and uh-huh. and I stopped him. Yeah. Basically. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, what were you driving? What kind of car were you driving? I had a Honda Element. Okay. And I got another one because yeah. <laughs> protected you. Pretty sure it saved my life. If I was in anything smaller, for sure I'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everybody, this too, I was told, but. All the first responders that showed up thought they were coming up on a dead body. Really? So they were all very surprised I was still alive. And then finding out later that I wasn't paralyzed, mm-hmm. it was a huge miracle. Total miracle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, so the, And this all happened around your house here or somewhere else? or what? It was um, maybe about a mile away. Okay. Yeah. So in, it's in your neighborhood. It's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. So streets you're familiar with. And it was mm-hmm. just a total... One day out of the blue. Wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, completely. I mean, because you can imagine probably a, a few seconds either yeah. side. And is that, I mean, oh, yeah. You've probably thought through that a lot, uh-huh. right? Like, oh, yeah. 
if I had just <laughs> taken a little longer at yep. the store or, you know, left yeah. my house early or something like that. Yeah. How that could have changed. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, it can go either way. It's, after everything that's happened, now I look at it and, like, maybe it was the right place at the right time. Yeah. You know, it just depends on your perspective of it all. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, I mean, I just feel like you don't really hear of, like, bank robberies actually happening no, or getaway no. cars. That does seem like something out of a, Wild out West, of a movie. Wild West, right? Wild yeah. West. Like, does, this doesn't happen. Everybody yeah. gets caught. You know, haven't these guys seen movies? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And they, I mean, they did get caught. And you see pictures and, like, the news clips of when it happened. Yeah. My car, it, it's a total mess, you know. But there's, like bills all over the place like just dollar bills flying around and picking them up and you know cops picking them up and putting them in the envelopes and things uh-huh. like straight out of a movie it's yeah. crazy and it was crazy for me to see after the fact and realizing like that was me yeah. you know it was su- such a weird disconnect that you know the whole experience is yeah is bizarre yeah yeah absolutely so there was a group of them the one that two of them the, yeah there, okay there's two of them mm-hmm. one you said they, he ditched the car yeah. and left. Yeah, and he got caught pretty much right away. They, they both ran okay. on foot and like went separate ways. They each, so I'm told, each had a bag of money uh-huh. and just like split up. Yeah. And the, the guy that was driving got caught right away. Right away. And the other one on foot, is, that's where it ended yeah. up getting you. And then because of that accident, he was stopped there. I'm guessing yes. when, when police and first responders got there, he's still there too. Right. Was yeah. he, what was his, his injuries like? Do you he, know? Yeah. He had a broken shoulder. Okay. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure there were drugs involved. So, you mm. know, you hear those stories that, you know, they yeah. don't get injured as much or whatever. But apparently he was in the same hospital I was like three doors down. Oh, wow. Really? And we found that out. A little bit later, because uh-huh. my my dad would have known that at the time, he wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so just lots of little weird things like that that uh-huh. happened. But okay, yeah, so he wasn't hurt too bad. I ended up, I had fourteen broken bones, um, pretty bad concussion, punctured lung, um, really messed up right foot. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was broken pretty much head to toe. Wow, all over. Yeah. What was that like? Wake like what? Do you, what goes through your head when you wake up in the hospital, and you're just in this complete broken state? I mean, is is that a scary feeling? I was on a lot of drugs, so at the time, it, it everything was just like, oh, that's what happened. Cool, you know, like it was just everything was a dream. It was just a total dream state at that point, because I didn't really realize it didn't really sink in until probably about a week, two weeks later when I was in the rehab center. And then it started like the, the reality of it all started to sink in realizing I have a really long road ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But waking up like that, my brother's right there. He's holding my hand, telling me what's happening. It was comfortable. Yeah. You know, I was warm. I was like, yeah. I was just, you know, everything was just kind of calm. And yeah, yeah so that, that was not at all scary okay. so it, it, was, it, it the, hit a few weeks later got yeah. it so the gravity of the situation came over time as you realized okay i'm not just gonna walk out of this hospital like other uh-huh. people or like something else right you've got the rehab and stuff like that so you were pretty laid up in the hospital for about two weeks that we said or how long uh, were you like i was in the hospital and in a rehab center for the better part of a month and then was then was you know discharge came home but at home i had to have constant care as well had my whole house set up like you would have come into my house thinking an 80 year old lived here i'm really? not kidding yeah like the shower my i had a bed rail like mm-hmm. i couldn't do anything i had utensils that helped me cut my food because i had a broken shoulder mm-hmm. so couldn't even cut i couldn't do anything with my right hand yeah so it was the better part of a month in actual like medical care yeah but then was in constant care of family for a good three months still after that and then yeah rehab and all that stuff for a good year yeah yeah what was that was there one or part of it that was the hardest part of the recovery that i mean from a physical honestly from a physical point Mm -hmm. walking i mean it was so strange to just not be able to walk Mm -hmm. you know like i couldn't walk for a good month maybe where like i could shuffle a little bit and you know i was constantly in rehab um, going to with a physical therapist, I should say, not in rehab, but while I was in rehab 
working with a physical therapist and success was measured by just taking one more step yeah. today than I did yesterday. It was that kind of thing. And I was like, this is so surreal. It was bizarre. But overall, mentally was the hardest. Uh-huh. It's so interesting how much it affects you mentally, like the frustration. Because, you know, here I was, this fiercely independent person uh-huh. who literally overnight became completely dependent on other people for the most menial tasks. You yeah. know, that, and that was so difficult for me. Yeah. You know, and I mean, like, I, I could not do anything mm-hmm. for myself. And I'll leave that to your imagination. But it was just, <laughs> it was very difficult. So like, did you have people come, have like family or friends come actually live with you or yes. stay with you? Or what was the, I had family living with me for the next, after I got out of re- rehab for the next two, three months. I had family living with me, just yeah. taking turns, like rotating. Yeah, so that was a blessing for sure. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Man, so it's crazy. From, so I mean, what what is it that? How do you each day you get up and keep going and go back at it? Because I'm sure there's days too where you have setbacks. Oh you yeah, You have the days that, where you're progressing, there were bad days. right? But yes. what are the bad days like that and and stuff like that for that <laughs> long of recovery? The bad days involved a lot of Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> and uh, just like doing nothing like I gave myself those days where you just cry you know Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because I feel like most people that came to visit and check on me which was amazing I mean I I can't even begin to express how grateful I was for the outpouring of love that I received when this happened but they'd come to visit and I would like put on my pretty face you know put on my happy face and they're, everyone's saying, you're such an inspiration. You're so positive through all this. It's so amazing. And then the next day I would be like, this is the worst. And just cry all yeah. day, you know. And I was in this neck brace for five months. And yeah. it was, I mean, there were days that were just totally miserable. But I would just give myself those once in a while. Yeah. I, I, I knew that I couldn't do that all the time. Because uh-huh. that's something else that I learned pretty quick into this like going back to the whole mental part of it, how it affects you emotionally, mentally, you know, it's something that I realized like, like when you're, when you have a bad attitude towards something, you know, and you, I'm sure you hear this, you've heard this all the time. Everybody hears these things that philosophers Mm -hmm. say, like you are what you think and blah, blah, blah. And all those things, you know, Christ even said it, you know, but it's, your brain is so powerful. Your mind is so powerful. The days that I was giving in to those frustrations and those negative thoughts and just being depressed and letting myself be that way, I physically was in more pain. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And the times that I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to like put on that, fake it even if I need to, like Mm -hmm. things will be okay and focus on those things that are good right now and that that I have to look forward to, the pain was lessened. And that that's totally truthful. I mean So in all of that, when you're going through recovery and stuff, did would the did the doctors or anyone explain that like phenomenon to you that that the mental leads to physical and would they give you an advice like just yeah, like try and fake it till you make it type of thing or would No, I mean at that point it was all just like the the, the physical trauma doctors, you know, yeah. it, it wasn't until a year later that when I was like pretty well healed that all like the emotional stuff started and, and I was actually diagnosed with delayed onset PTSD. So oh, I started wow. dealing with all that stuff later. So that's when it was like really explained to me. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it, yeah, it, totally made sense to me. I was like, I experienced that firsthand. That's truth. Yeah. Like you going through these things, like you tell yourself your brain will believe you. I -hmm. mean, your, your body will believe your brain, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what the one I want to ask too is following up with the neck brace thing. Cause I remember after all this and I I don't, I think I'd seen you once or twice, maybe around while you had that on or and I'd seen pictures and stuff like that and that's I feel like people remember like when they say oh like you know they, they heard your story whether it was on Facebook or social media or something like that it's a good story yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, good and bad yeah. I guess 
what what's that what's the neck brace like wearing that around all the time what's is that hard i mean <laughs> either one from physically moving around and trying to do normal things yeah and two i just feel like i'm sure you get a lot of eyeballs <laughs> like that just it always gets people to turn yeah. heads and look right Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I mean, there, there's kind of two sides to it. Yes, there was a lot of attention and some of it unwanted, but I, I couldn't drive obviously. And I had to go to all these appointments all the time. So when, when it came to the point where like my family had to go back to their lives and I was like capable of caring for myself to the best I could, I had to get Ubers to these appointments. Mm. And it was really nice to like, just get in the Uber and all I had to do was rattle off the same story over and over, and that would cover the the length of the car ride. Didn't have to talk about anything else, and we were done, you know. So that was that. But when I had to, when I got the neck brace off and had to continue going to physical therapy, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk because I'm still <laughs> in the same pain, you know. But so yeah, there were there were goods and bads of it, but it also did bring about. Plus, I got a handicap pass. I mean, that was awesome, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> But it was great to meet certain people that have been through other things. I mean, I I took a, a, my first flight after the accident. I still had the neck brace on. And I, you know, being like broken as I was, I don't, uh-huh. don't want to say handicapped because, yeah. you know, but um, temporarily. I, temporarily. I guess. Yeah. I was let on the plane first and got to sit in the front rows with the other people that you know, and there were, there were both, you know, both flights there and back. There was somebody there that had been through something and we got to talking. So you hear the stories of other people as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's really crazy how much crap happens in this world and people just deal. Yeah. They just deal with it. Hmm. Yeah. So it was cool to meet other people that have been through crazy traumatic things as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting experience because you go through something like that. And most of the time, I mean, if you you don't have a neck brace on. You're just another regular person. Why is somebody going to open up to you yeah. out of the blue and be like, oh, I went through this or something like that? Right. So I think it's interesting that spin on a, what is normally a bad experience can be a, a good thing that yeah. well, I've yeah. got this unfortunate problem. I've got this neck brace on. But then people are so more outgoing and friendly about like, oh, what happened? And then right. they share their thing. And it's that same phenomenon where now all of a sudden everybody has a connection to someone in a neck brace or that had been through yeah. a car accident or had been yep. through some or was similar... a bank robber or whatever. <laughs> hopefully you didn't run into more of no. those but no <laughs> but yeah. it's interesting that you you hear those and it does help i mean that to your point you realize they can commiserate we, yeah yes we all go mm-hmm. through these things yeah and i'm not i mean you're alone but i'm not alone because right. we've all been there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So as far as the physical therapy and recovery, you said, so it was about a year of like intensive stuff or how long get to, you know, go through and get back on your feet and how long were you um, going through stuff like that? Actually working with physical therapists, it was probably a good eight months, I want to say. Okay. But, you know, I'm continuously having to Still doing do more. stuff. Yeah. To, to keep my um, body in the best condition I can be in because I'm going to have these issues for yeah long term yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) but I mean you know hearing that in the beginning that you're in for the long haul you got a while to for for full recovery but you will fully recover you're just gonna have these long-term issues yeah I mean that's nothing compared to oh guess what your daughter has passed away you know like those kinds of things like or you're paralyzed. I mean, it's it's really crazy with everything that happened. All the little like you're you're talking about, if you just were just a couple seconds uh-huh. before you left or whatever it was, it was that kind of stuff in the car as well. Like if I was two inches taller, my feet would have been destroyed. Oh wow! So really? I'm like, yeah. I've uh-huh. never been more grateful that I am a little person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just all those little things you you have to find that I had to find. And pull out, you know, yeah. and that made me realize like you can find a silver lining in pretty much any any yeah. situation. Yeah. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit, but uh-huh. they're there. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't mean from from this point that you're like, oh, I would gladly go through this again, because not all not all experiences are like, I'm so glad I went through that trial because I'm no. here now better. But it happened, and you're at a point where you can at least look and be like, you know what, like. It could have been worse, first oh, yeah. of all, right? And it other could have people been much, sometimes much worse, yes. have that worse yeah. outcome or scenario. But it's like, this happened and yeah, it might suck. 
<laughs> but what do we do with it? What do you right. know? What do you? How do you make the most of it at that point? Well, it's interesting you say that because I think about that. I mean, I thought about that all the time. Like, if someone was to come up to me before this happened and was like, Becky, you're living this pretty, you have a pretty good life. You've got a lot going for you, whatever. And, um, you can continue living this life or you can go through this gnarly car accident and get super messed up and go through a year of all this crazy recovery and then have back and neck issues for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But you'll get some awesome perspective out of it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) weighing the the difference I mean I would be like yeah I'm good thanks all the same I I, you know but having been through it now at this point when people would say things like that like well this must be one of the hardest things you've ever been through at now I can look back and be like actually it was kind of one of the best I know that sounds Mm -hmm. really weird Mm -hmm. because you know yay I got in a super cool car wreck (laughs) like no it wasn't awesome and no I would not like to go through that again but it changes a person going yeah. through something like this. You know, you become this survivor and you have a story to share. I mean, this is a really good story. It wasn't like I got hit by some kid texting. Yeah. You know, like it was bank robbers. Who, who gets hit <laughs> by bank robbers? So, yeah, it's something that I'm going to be able to share for the rest of my life that uh-huh. putting the positive spin on it and telling people all the cool things that happen, It's it's been nice to be able to have that knowledge that it has inspired a few yeah. people. And know? I wonder how much of that too just comes with the passing of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I'm sure you've gained each day, week, month that has passed since that happened. Yeah. You're able to look back on it more because you have a bigger sense of the whole picture. Right. Right. You're the farther away you get from it, the bit, the far you can look at it from 10,000 feet rather than being down right, on right. the ground with it or something. Uh-huh. Because that's something where with this that you're going through and stuff that other people go through, I think it, some of it might not even be until we're on our deathbeds or something, and you're able to really look back at your whole life. Because yeah. that's when you can, I think, really make the final call on, like, would I have gone through this if I had the choice? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. And, like, you might have seen it and seen the positive, but you might not know because, right. you know, I feel like I've heard you, you hear stories times, two people will... They got sick with one thing and went to the hospital, and then they found, yep. oh, they had yeah. like cancer or something else that they discovered. Yeah. It's like... Wow, like you never would have thought. So right. sometimes it's just it's a matter of perspective and a matter of timing. For sure. And yeah. and how you keep that in in the right um, state of mind and everything like that. Yeah. So you mentioned so a lot of it just with your back and neck that what you're you're dealing with long term. Yeah. You, it's just it's like chronic pain or did you just get fatigued earlier or what kind of stuff um, um, do you think you you deal with the most now? At this point. Um, it's kind of just my new normal, you know, I'm used to it. So it, it doesn't hinder me mm-hmm. as it used to. But if I do some vigorous exercise or go on like some crazy hike or something, I, I, I pay for it a little yeah. bit, but you know, it's kind of worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I say that with hesitation because mm-hmm. I'm like, don't try this at home kids. Like don't, don't go hike Mount Timpanogos after you've been in a crazy car accident. It's not <laughs> smart, but Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, you look at me now and you would think nothing ever happened, right? Yeah, don't know, I, you know, not a, no no noticeable difference whatsoever. Uh Right. Yeah. And, and that was another thing I was like, I didn't have a scratch on my face, nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, up here, it was great. The moneymaker was fine. The moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, my brain got jarred a bit, but (laughs) maybe it knocked some sense into me, you know, who knows? So I think... Physically, I just have to learn. I, I've just had to gauge what I can handle and what is too much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, how how active and stuff were you before I was all very that? active. So you love to do a lot of physical activity yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I was outside all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so incredibly frustrating for mm-hmm. me. I mean, that was the hardest part about it. I, I remember saying this to my dad at one point in the rehab center two weeks in laying there, you know, I, I couldn't barely, I could barely breathe without pain and told my dad, okay, I, you know what? I'm over this. I'm done. I'm ready to go on a hike. Let's go. And my dad's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I knew that wasn't going to happen, but instead he got me in my wheelchair and we went outside and just went around the block. And even in a wheelchair going around the block of the rehab center, I was spent. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just, 
so crazy mm-hmm. how, and then, you know, after all that, how I've healed, you know, it's like, wow, your, your body is just incredible. How it just puts itself back together. Yeah. Well, and even that, the sense of appreciation you get for the little things oh, gosh, is, yeah. I wouldn't call that a blessing, but I would, it's a, it's a, just a change in perspective. Mm-hmm. The fact of being able just to get up on your feet and walk yeah. around, go outside and walk around the block yourself, yeah. which is normally it's like, you know, you stay like, I don't want to walk there. Let's get in the car and drive. It's <laughs> yep. a block away. You yep. know, whatever it is like that. You yeah. start thinking, no, like to imagine what that would be like and just, oh, I, I'm totally healthy. I don't have to worry about physical <laughs> yeah. pain. I don't have to worry about fatigue. I don't worry. Have to, I don't have to worry about soreness or anything like that. Right. I'm sure you look back and you're like, There's, you, know, I you mean, just appreciate that, that. That's a huge one. But like you hit the nail on the head because the gratitude for those little things bendy straws became the most amazing things on the planet bendy straws bendy straws i was like the man who invented these or whoever woman i don't have have no idea incredible genius these are so great yeah and like i had to sleep on a triangle foam like it wasn't even really a pillow it was just this foam triangle because i couldn't lay down all the way Mm -hmm. Um, so i had to sleep at an angle for a good two months the first day i laid on a pillow it was Incredible! I felt like a princess. Yeah, you know, it just those those little things that you take for granted every single day. I mean, even the little things like brushing my teeth. I couldn't do it on my own for a long time, and, and you're this is something you do daily. Just basic things that you just take for granted. Yeah. So yeah, the gratitude was immense. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I remember. So when I was in high school, I broke my leg, um, and I had a full leg cast. So from oh, ankle gosh. all the way up to thigh for a broken ankle. It seemed excessive to me, but. <laughs> Whatever. So I couldn't walk at first a little bit. <clears throat> and I remember all my friends were out like after school. They'd go and they were playing football like and, and getting ready for, you know, I played football and stuff. And they were training for the next season, running around, doing stuff, like doing sprints, things yeah. that I would normally hate. And I remember looking at it, sitting on the side, just being like, I would kill to be able to run sprints right Missing now. it, yeah. Missing it. And I just, you know, little things like that. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking at the time, you know, and I was, I was, I couldn't walk for like a month. Yeah. Total. And then I healed and I was fine. <laughs> and I remember, like, it's, it seems so insignificant now, but at the time I just remember thinking, like, I will never take this for granted again. Yeah. Like, I just think, I just want to go, like, to even just jog or walk on my own or something like that. It seems like it would be yeah. such a great thing to do. And it, the sad thing is, I mean, now I, I, I already that. forget yeah. you. You yeah. forget. The time passes yeah. because I don't have something as a constant reminder. Right. But And it's sad that you have to go through something like that to, to, to remember, remember how, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, but I think that's just part of being human and that yeah. our minds are frail and weak and we forget. Yeah. And you, for, you know, you don't always, you can't always keep yeah. it like fresh in mind. But, and if it, like, not to say that it's a good thing, but it's almost like that little twinge of pain is like that yeah. constant reminder to, like, to be grateful for the things that you do have maybe. Right. Yeah. So how did you, what, what sort of stuff did you start looking for? And when were you able to start walking again or getting oh. back to being active? <laughs> Even if it was painful, like yeah. to try again, what sort of stuff? did you do um so the first time I remember first time walking around my block in this neighborhood um I was so proud of myself but I remember I started tears started coming because I was so frustrated that it was Mm -hmm. so hard it was so hard and I think that was that must have been like October maybe maybe late September because I remember I remember so like what did I do from that point you know I started thinking I was laying in this bed like miserable most of the time just constantly in pain and thinking to myself like okay I have a choice to make right I can lay here uncomfortable and be crabby and no one would blame me but I can do that or I can try to find something good to do with it and Uh you know I I had a lot of time on my hands (laughs) a lot so I was on Pinterest all the time you know just watching documentaries and all kinds of things you know you see stories of survivors things like that all the time and the things that they did and I was like you know what I have a story to share this is a really good story like straight out of James Bond right (laughs) so started just emailing random you know whoever uh-huh. you know newspapers and decided i'm gonna walk a 5k so that's kind of that was in september okay. so i knew that there was no way i would be running it yeah at that point but so the, the timeline september how long before had this happened where it how was many it was august that okay. it happened early august 
So it was about September that I made this decision to put this out there. Less than two months. Yeah. And I still couldn't really do much. Yeah. But I I had to have something that was a goal to push myself to get healthy again. Because the doctors were like, you will get there. It's just going to be a long haul. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make it shorter because I don't want to wait that long, you know? So I just made a decision to walk a 5K on New Year's Eve that they had going on in Salt Lake. So I, that was something that I started working towards. Um, and which must have seemed like a kind of a crazy goal. Absolutely. For my, not only yourself, but your family was probably like, My mom was no. beside herself. Yeah. My mom was like, you are not doing that. And I'm like, well, guess what? Yes, I am. <laughs> so my doctor even, you know, he was like, I don't know if that's a good idea, but we'll see how you do. And so as things progressed, I, I kept planning it, mm-hmm. and as things progressed, and I progressed, he was like, you know what, okay, just have people with you, take your wheelchair, make sure you'll be okay, you know? So. Yeah. So it came. It came. So New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Um, do the 5K, and you start, like, were you nervous beforehand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, like, nauseous beforehand. Yeah. Um, Had you done much? Had you even, like, walked the full distance yet as, like, no. a thing? Like, as far as, like, when people train for marathons, they, like, build up and get closer and closer to the full distance. No, How much I of couldn't. that? You... I, th- I think I had made it to about two miles. Uh-huh. But again, like I had said before, you know, I put, I pushed myself and, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm so strong. I can do this. Yeah. And then be on my bed for a week. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I would pay for it. So I started training with, uh, with a local guy, a local trainer here that had his own little gym. Um, a friend of mine knew him and had some like free passes and he's like, I heard you're doing this 5k. I'm going to give this to you. So I had like five passes to go work with this guy and he, he was great. Like he, he knew the physical therapy side of it as well. So he was just, you know, working with me slow and just building up my strength, you know, mostly in the legs so that I could do it. Um, the, the local news got in touch with me working with him knowing that I was going to do this 5k because, um, I had contacted the, the 5k people was using me to promote it kind of. Okay. So I was doing it for free and they, like, they invited me to come and give this little, like, you know, this little message. Like I was their motivational speaker at their banquet and all this stuff. So it was uh-huh. pretty cool. Like it felt good to be able to share this stuff with people. Yeah. And it got a lot of people coming out. So the local news came and did a little segment on me working with this trainer. Yeah. And uh, it was on the Monday night news. Um, this must have been probably early November, I think. And uh, about two days later, I got a message on Facebook from somebody I didn't know. <clears throat> um, and it, it started off, you know, apologizing profusely that I'd gone through this and wish that they could do something, blah, 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 all this stuff. And about a paragraph down, it says, you see, I'm the wife of the man that hit you. And I was like, my jaw dropped. I was with a couple people and my jaw dropped. And I was like, oh my gosh, like started crying. I mean, I was very emotional through all of this whole thing. Yeah, sure. Um, And read through the whole thing. So I guess what had happened, she was with her three young kids, you know, and she was in the process of going through a divorce from this bank robber. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, she'd been watching the local news um, that night with her, the Monday night news with her kids and her 11-year-old son watching it saw and knew immediately that I was the one that his dad had hit. Uh-huh. Stood up, turned around, his mom's in the kitchen and was like, Mom, look at this. And they start watching it and he says we have to do this walk with Becky. So she's emailing me, messaging me on Facebook, asking my permission to be part of this walk to support me. And I, I was just, I mean, I was, I didn't really know what to think. I mean, yeah. this, this woman, like the courage she must have had. Uh-huh. Like, Was it the, weird at all? Or was you, it was, were you just... It was at first, and I didn't really know how to think. I was a little apprehensive, you know? And I mean, at that point, I was still looking at this guy, this bank robber, as just the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and my family was as well. So I tell my parents about it and my dad's kind of leery of it, you know, and I was like, you know, what harm is it going to do? It's a, it's a public event and it sounds like she's sincere. The letter was very sincere. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know what, let's, 
let's do this. We'll meet up there. It would be nice to. And so we kind of developed a little bit of a correspondence through that. And they ended up coming to the 5K. I met them there. And, and it was just, you know, it was awesome to see for me to be able to, like, forgive that side of it. Mm-hmm. And for them to let me know that they didn't approve of what he did, you know. So it was just this strange camaraderie we had, you know, with these strangers, really. Yeah. But they had been through so much as well, you know, on a totally different a totally different um, aspect, I guess. Um, so, and they walked it with me, and it was it was awesome. I have pictures with them and stuff, and now she and I are friends, yeah. on, you know, on on social media and stuff. And what a weird turn to the to the story. Yeah. I'm sure, right? It and went from James Bond that. to like Hallmark movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just there's so many little turns and twists in this whole thing. Like that. Yeah. So they they came the, the mother. Two kids, you said? Three kids, Three yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. So they're part of it. The, the dad, the guy, the bad guy. Was incarcerated, in this case, yeah. He's already in prison during yeah. all this. So they don't have... He's not around. He's not in the relationship. Had they been divorced before, you said? Or she, she was, was trying she to? She was going through a divorce because of stuff that was going on earlier. Got it. So. Yeah. And I can get into that, too. Yeah, well, let's talk, say, I mean, yeah. let's talk about that. Because, I mean, the five... We can get, come back to the 5K, too. But if yeah. this is something... Because I know you mentioned for him... Getting to that point yeah. of, of where they were in their life and that in their life and how that happened. Yeah, so just having met her and like developing a, a sort of relationship, friendship with her, I should say, um, I find, found out what actually happened with this man, this, yeah. the bank robber, I guess is uh-huh. what I can call him. So yeah. people know who I'm referring to, but he was they they were a young you know maybe early thirties couple. Okay. Um, young family, cute kids, you know, they were just humble, small middle-class family. And he was working. She was staying, a stay at home mom. Um, he went in for a routine appendectomy or some surgery like that Mm -hmm. at one point. And the doctor during the surgery pierced his bladder. Um, I don't know how much I can actually really share on this. Yeah. That's like not totally personal for them, Uh but caused some damage okay. that he had to come back and get several more surgeries and lawsuits, you know, okay. legal battles, all that stuff. Long story short, he got hooked on Percocet oh. and that turned to heroin use. So that okay. was about so three one, years. One thing led to another. One thing led to another. That was about three years before the accident happened. Yeah. So from that surgery, you know, fast forward three years, he's robbing a bank to get money for his heroin addiction oh yeah that's tough yeah so once i heard that story he became human to me whereas before he was just this like marvel comic bad guy you know interesting yeah it, so, hu- it humanized it almost yeah, a little bit right exactly I mean, in a weird way yeah so suddenly he was a real person and i was like oh my gosh i'm taking the same drug that he was for my pain and you know suddenly was like no thanks i'll take tylenol yeah how scary is that it could happen to anybody Uh you know so hearing that story made it made me realize how i i really had not forgiven this man Uh and that humanization of it all made it easier for me to interesting to forgive him yeah because in a situation like yours i mean you would think almost well why would you have to forgive someone like that yeah right because i mean that was like he no matter how he got there on the downward spiral that you mentioned right like it still happened yeah so he's still responsible for his actions in that sense and it totally sent your life down a new path right like upside down completely so to think like well, what, why would you have to forgive somebody like yeah. that? You know, it's like normally I feel like what you think. It's just like, well, he's going to be in yeah. jail and he's going to do his and thing was, and I won't have to ever associate with yeah. him again. And it was his fault and everybody knew it. Yeah. It was that. It was the facts. Yeah. yeah. There's not the two sides to every story. No, it's thing a little no. bit. But then at the same time, you start hearing this backstory. Yeah. And you do start to have like, not that it excuses the behavior by any mm-hmm. means, but you start to change your perspective oh, a little absolutely. bit, probably, right? I mean, absolutely. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, and that perspective, I mean, it, it just it made me like start think about thinking about all the things that he had been through in his life before that, like all the good things he's done, and like how just 
just so so much came came out of just that little story of meeting them yeah it, it, it totally changed my perspective and that was something I mean going back to thinking choices you know the choices you make this man I could put all the blame on him you know and and everybody else would as well you know because that's really what happened um but I had mentioned Pinterest before yeah <laughs> I was on Pinterest Did a, a lot, lot. Of that. so I had stumbled across this quote early on in this um that said something to the effect of you are responsible for how you act regardless of how you feel and mm. that was something like that. yeah and it was something that thinking about this, this man the choice he made this he turned my world upside down absolutely totally his fault all the blame I could put on him but the way that I reacted to it and my attitude attitude toward it that was all on me you know and so holding this grudge toward him because it I mean there were a lot of days that I was angry you know and I I remember at one point I Facebook stalked him, you know. <laughs> after, after, after the fact. Yeah, but. after all this happened, like just wanting to see, because, okay, so this is actually what happened. So there were court dates set that I was allowed to come to, like invited to, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know how you would say that, but I got a letter saying, you are welcome to come if you would like. Okay. Not necessary for me to be there. So I was like, yeah, I want to go see this guy, you know. So I look him up on Facebook. And seeing his face on Facebook sent this uh, a hatred that I have never experienced before hmm. through my body and I closed my laptop and I was like oh my gosh it was kind of like startling and a little disturbing yeah. how how I felt so that's before I heard the story you know yeah so there was definitely a a, a burning anger inside me toward uh-huh. toward his choices of that day um but then hearing the story, it just turns things around, you know, and you make decisions that, you know, because harboring those, those grudges and things, it's, it's, it was only hurting me. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't going to give him a longer jail sentence, mm-hmm. you know, it was just making my own soul and. Yeah. So you start to realize at that point that this anger that you've got or hatred or whatever you want to call that. You're holding on to this. Meanwhile, he's out of the picture. Totally, yeah. And it's still causing you. It's like this lingering effect that's almost just like the physical illness that you have. Now you have this emotional, yeah, mental side of this that uh-huh. is handicapping you a little bit. Right. Because it's like you can't fully function. But I didn't really even realize it until I saw his face. And then I yeah. was just like... Mm. Yeah, it like boiled up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was pretty crazy and really kind of a little bit... I don't know if scary is the right word, but I was like, whoa, settle down. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. So. So how, I mean, was it a quick process for you when that flipped though? I mean, when you finally saw the full picture, right? That like you got to the, look the at forgiveness? that. The forgiveness? Yeah. Through the, through the lens of his family and stuff like that. I mean, did, was that a long process or? Not too long, but it wasn't immediate. Yeah. It was, it was slow and just putting it into the perspective like this could have been anybody it could it could be me i'm taking the same drugs you mm-hmm. know like i i would hope that i wouldn't end up going and robbing a bank but yeah. yeah i mean it's just those choices you make but yeah i think more so meeting the family and seeing how soft and sweet of people they were mm-hmm. softened my heart yeah. and made me realize you know this guy just made a really dumb choice woke mm-hmm. up that morning and just made a stupid choice that yeah. day yeah and that doesn't excuse that behavior absolutely not. to forgive yeah. someone does not mean that you're condoning the behavior no but how was that something you felt like you got a weight off of your chest a little bit or something oh, sure. i mean yeah how did you feel different after that um i think i think a lot of it with meeting the wife and thinking about what the family was going through like kids don't have a dad now you know wife needs to go get a job and their life is turned upside down as well in a completely different way. I think that more, more so than here, even hearing his story, learning, not learning, but seeing how they were forgiving him, even though she was like, I know I need to cut, cut him mm-hmm. out of my life now for the sake of my children and for myself, you know, this, we can't have this in 
my life, she still was, you know, just to the point where like, we, we are okay to move on Mm -hmm. and we can pick up from where we are. And I remember actually saying, saying something to her that, um, was pretty profound. I think at the time she was saying something or had posted something on Instagram and about her life being turned upside down in this one day, you know, I was like, it's interesting how when your life gets turned upside down, certain things fall into place that wouldn't have right side up. Oh, interesting. You know, and, and that's kind of where she is at now, you know, they've picked up their lives and moved forward with it. So for me, going back to your question Mm -hmm. there was definitely a weight lifted um and it made me realize yeah like it was like hurting me more than it was them but it was more so because of that little family i think yeah than it was because of because of him him. specifically which is fine i think i wonder if that's not part of just like a higher form of love though yeah that it doesn't mean that that you to understand and almost feel sympathy or or you feel sorry for it, but that doesn't mean that you like support or encourage right. or anything. Oh like yeah, that. I'm not gonna go different. like write him letters in jail or anything mm-hmm. now. But I definitely like don't harbor any yeah. hard feelings toward yeah. him anymore. Yeah, forgiveness yeah. is an interesting, is an interesting thing for yeah. us as humans to have to go through. Because yep. I, I, I'm just a big believer too that that's harboring feelings like that is is something that eats up a lot of your energy. Oh yeah. And I've always just kind of felt like that we have. We always have like a certain amount of energy each day when you wake up of things yeah. that you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if you do everything you're supposed to that day, it's like, okay, I did all these things. And it's like, that was like my, my allotment of energy for the day. But when you spend time holding and harboring anger <laughs> and animosity and stuff like that, or even like sometimes like worrying about things that are out of your control, I always have felt that that is like wasting energy that could otherwise be used for something yeah. good. Totally. Or to do something nice for somebody else that yeah. when you get caught up in your own thing that... Well, that's like kind of like charity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Having I charity mean, towards others. Yeah. It's it's having, I mean, people doing these things and making these bad choices and still being like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not stupid enough to let this stuff happen again Yeah. or to put myself in this kind of situation again, but it's okay. And like, it's going to, I'm going to move forward from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so then getting back to the 5K, I mean, yeah. that's an interesting, interesting, crazy thing that you never would have thought. But even that yeah. is a weird little um, side story of this that you wouldn't have thought um, yeah. would have come yeah. out of it. But what, so how did it go? I mean, <laughs> it was, <laughs> talking to you earlier, I, I straight up said it sucked. It yeah. really did. Like it yeah. was really hard. It was really hard. But I finished it. And um, I mean, it was also maybe 18 degrees, you know, Salt Lake City yeah. in, in early January or late December, I guess, December 31st. Um, it was super cold and I'm, I'm like uneasy on my feet anyways and there's ice everywhere and I'm like, whose idea was this? This is a bad idea. Yeah. But getting going, you know, the adrenaline picks up and I have my brother and his family had come out. To, to do it with me and be there for me. Um, my niece is pushing the wheelchair alongside me and I, I, I've just like got my brother's arm if I need it, you know, and I'm just going slow and they're all coming with me and I'm just going my pace. There were a lot of friends that came out as well that live here locally that came out to support and they were walking with me too. Yeah. Um, and at one point I remember my brother asking me, you know, we're getting close to midnight so if this comes down to you crossing that finish line before midnight in the wheelchair yeah. or crossing that finish line on your own two feet, what do you want to do? And I was like, I am not touching that wheelchair. <laughs> I'm doing this on my own two feet. Uh-huh. And I did. I finished it. I finished two minutes after midnight, crossed the finish line to roars of cheers I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. You would think that I would, I just run a marathon. I mean, it felt like I just run a marathon. <laughs> Physically, you yeah, probably felt the same way. I did, but you would think that I would just like come in first place in this crazy marathon or something with the, just the reception I got at the end, you yeah. know, but so it was, it was incredibly inspiring for me. And at the same time, my sister had taken this whole thing and created this um, GoFundMe page and okay. made t-shirts for it and got 
people all across the country, friends and family involved that couldn't be here with me to do it, did their own 5k wherever they were in their t-shirts and were sending me pictures all day like, good luck tonight, we're, we're cheering for you, we're doing our own, our own 5k right now. And it was so inspiring. Yeah. It was incredible. It was just such an amazing experience. And, you know, just going back to choices, those little things like my sister decides to do this and it made such a huge difference for me. And yeah, it was, it was hard, Yeah. very hard. And, and I, and I did have a lot of pain the next week, Yeah. but totally worth it. But you did it. I did it. And, uh-huh. it. and it was totally worth it. And what was interesting was like a week later, I still couldn't drive. Uh-huh. Um, but the 5k was over and I remember talking to my parents and I'm like, what now? Like I'm still yeah this busted up individual i'm trapped inside my house i started to feel like boo radley all pasty and like looking out (laughs) my windows any noise you hear you know i i was like i have to do something i can't just sit here like i know i'm still healing but that that 5k goal was huge was huge for me um so that's kind of when i decided i mean that was early 2017 i decided you know what 2017 forever actually not just 2017 that's when I was like I gotta just live I mean this you go through something like this you I I essentially cheated death Mm -hmm. right and so I'm like now it's time to just do anything and everything and I just started you know taking lessons going on trips hiking this mountain doing everything I could to just make me feel alive yeah appreciating it appreciating every moment you have yeah because you you never know what's going to happen you know i mean i was so grateful that i wasn't paralyzed you know you hear all these stories that people end up with no legs and like i'm like how am i so blessed that i yeah was okay to be able to get a full recovery i need to take advantage of this now you know and sometimes i think you can't gain that perspective unless you go through yeah. some sort of trial no, right. no matter how big or small it might be like I, th- I do think that's why we have them is to change our perspective right not to necessarily be like oh I went through this I went through the refiner's fire and came out a better person yeah. is an analogy I use a lot but yeah it's 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 just sometimes I think it just changes the way you look at things it it, it course corrects or something like that that yep. you you find out you're down one path and you realize all of a sudden it's, it's something totally different. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that there's a way to gain that and not go through the, the hard yeah. moments. You know, you yeah. can, cause you hear stories about other people that go through it. And even this, like I can hear you tell the story and there's probably no way I can really fully understand what you yeah. know, what you've been through the perspective you've gained. I can try my best and hopefully that's where people gain from hearing your story and hearing others like this. At least that yeah. you go, you know, Maybe I don't have to be hit by a bank robber. Yeah, well, that's actually to, to appreciate the power of forgiveness, to appreciate yeah. learning to live your life and and you know having no regrets and not letting anything hold you back, like all that right. sort of stuff. Hopefully, people can gain that from this for sure. That's actually something that I have been, you know, the message that I have been trying to share with people that have talked to me about it is mm-hmm. like, look, you don't necessarily have to be hit by a bank robber to appreciate life. That's, I mean, I totally, to your point of like understanding that perspective, yeah, going through something like this, it, it just opens your, your mind to something yeah. totally different yeah. than it would otherwise. But I think that if you just sit and, and recognize all the, the, the beauty life has to offer, the, the little things that you have, you have two feet that you can walk on, just noticing and recognizing those little things and being mindful of all those things that come along in your life and appreciating them you don't have to be hit by a bank robber for that like those are the things that you can reach out and touch and grab and be like wow like i have you have a son mm-hmm. right yeah you have a son like how how incredible is that yeah that's so awesome you have you created this life mm-hmm. and so yeah just like doing everything you can to make life worthwhile yeah and just live yeah, yeah. absolutely is there a message you think if you could go back to Becky pre-accident, <laughs> not having gone through what you've been through now and like give yourself or give her one piece of advice knowing this was about to come, is there anything you wish you had known beforehand? <laughs> or is that something you can even really try and put yourself in that 
type of mindset? Um, I, I, I mean, so many things came out of this that I think were so profound for me that, I mean, I feel like I've touched on most of them here, yeah. just like being grateful for the little things, mm-hmm. appreciating the people that you have in your life, um, appreciating your life and all the little things it has to offer in general. I mean, just just the, the gratitude, the choices you make, forgiveness, all of these little things in a huge way. I, I mean, th- this car accident impacted me. And, and yeah, I, I think I mentioned this before. Like, if, if someone was to say, like, you know, you, you wouldn't want to go through this again. I mean, it's something that has changed my life so much for the better. Yeah that yeah I don't know if beforehand I would have been like no thanks you know like (laughs) I probably would have been no thanks but it really has made I mean it brought my family closer together I feel yeah just so many little things came out of it and little perspectives that I don't know I I that's hard to to pinpoint one thing yeah well there's already been I mean there's so many silver linings that there always doesn't always have to be one yeah that you're looking for all the time there might be a one big message or one yeah. thing that always keeps coming back to but you, you've already touched on so many things that it's like yeah. you don't have to be grateful for the accident but you can be grateful for what it's taught you yeah is is, is i was one grateful for at. that element I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right that car's amazing yeah well yeah. hopefully soon we'll be getting a honda sponsorship here for the yeah. element for yes. this podcast as well right we <laughs> yeah can, Plug that, that would be right great. In there. <laughs> yeah, I think overall though, just like that little Pinterest quote that I was saying, you know, uh-huh. just you're responsible for how you act. So anything that you go through that happens to you, there are things that happen all the time. Like life is really hard sometimes, yeah. you know. But you have that choice to to either find those silver linings mm-hmm. or to be grumpy about it you know you have the choice to react to it how you will yeah and sometimes it's hard to have a good attitude about things I Mm -hmm. mean well and and it's also I think it's you don't have to maintain that perfect positive 100% attitude like all the time no I think it's also like it's okay to let yourself have bad days Mm -hmm. you know like you're saying some days were good some days were bad like you can learn lessons and have it be a gradual like um, progression and not necessarily have every day be perfect yeah. and every day feel like a good one. Right. Well, There's... I mean, even, even like you said, like it's, it's been a year and a half since mm-hmm. it happened and I'm forgetting sometimes, yeah. you know, I, like we were saying before, yeah. like you've, I, I'm walking well, I can run again, I'm uh-huh. hiking again. But then like just yesterday I was having really bad back pains and it's instantly takes me back into like, Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> like, all that stuff comes back. So it's easy to forget. But yeah, I, I think just trying to be mindful of that energy that you yeah. were talking about earlier yeah. and and keeping it for something positive. I mean, yeah. you're not going to be Pollyanna every day all the time for sure. But you can sure try, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it will not only make other people's lives better, but it will in- immensely improve your own mm-hmm. just trying to have that positive attitude yeah. regardless of what's going on yeah that's such a great perspective i never <clears throat> i never would have thought a story about bank robbers would have pulled out yeah. <laughs> so many positive yeah. you know aspects and outlooks on this but i think i think this is something that um people will be able to like apply in their own way to their own life yeah and see you know yeah, they so, they yeah. might not run into bank robbers. I would hope not. <laughs> but, I mean, I hope nobody else robs a bank. It's just so stupid. Yeah, that feels very Wild yeah, West, to your does, point from before. Um, but it got you, I think, to where you are now. And, yep. you know, that doesn't, again, doesn't leave it without its challenges and unique um, circumstances and such. But um, it is a really fresh perspective and a good one. And I'm grateful you were willing to come share this and do it with you. I know it's not always easy to necessarily go back and recount all the bad parts and stuff oh, it's, like that. Oh, it's but great. I actually really like talking about it at this point. It's yeah, nice good. to Hopefully share. Hopefully it's therapeutic Yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Becky, I appreciate you being yeah. uh, coming on again and doing that. Um, 
and uh, we'll maybe look to see you know how your progress goes. Hopefully, hopefully you just beat it all on your back heels and everything like that. Fine, but yeah, um, you know I'm sure you're gonna gain more perspective even moving forward. And maybe I will end up doing a marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna laugh at that. Oh, I can't wait! Not. I can't wait for the uh, the Becky Church Marathon follow up <laughs> podcast. Oh where yikes! We track your yeah, progress we'll, over we'll, the next. We'll touch base when I'm like 60, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that will be about when I'm gonna do a marathon. There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Becky. Yeah, I appreciate no you problem. coming on. That's great. My thanks again go out to Becky one more time for coming on the show and being so willing to share everything that happened to her. You can hear it in her voice as she talks and shares her story, the optimism, the positivity after something as crazy as bank robbers hitting her car. Um, She just is such a remarkable person and I think we all could benefit from hearing her story. I'll use Becky as another example of how important it can be if you have somebody in your life or know of somebody with a story to tell that you think would be great for the podcast, please let us know. I was obviously lucky enough to know Becky beforehand and that made it easier as I mentioned. But for those of you that shared her name with me, thank you. And if you, to everybody else, if you know somebody, please send us their name on Instagram. You can share that with us at SilverLiningsPod or on our website at SilverLiningsPodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. We are always looking to find and meet uh, new people all the time. So thanks again for listening and until next time.